Welcome to the Home Ice Advantage Podcast. My name's Colin. This show is your home for all things Carolina Hurricanes and, you know, other random things that pop into our minds. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow and share with your friends. As always, we appreciate it. Let's talk hockey. I felt pretty dejected this morning. And then I woke up and I read a couple articles. And uh, this was kind of perusing through Twitter. And there were so many hilariously bad takes that it gave me the fire necessary to do this today. So are we going to talk about this game at all? Let's first talk about the game. I I knew everybody was nervous. So we've been to a bunch of games together. I, I called, you know, up, needed that one. That was it, you know what I mean? There's a lot of that. I do that a lot during games. That didn't come up once during this game. I felt okay going into the game. So, like, I, I was oscillating between, like, irrationally confident and, like, already dead, you know? Yeah. And then when Svetch had that breakaway in the first, and, I mean, he got a good shot on it, but... Bassey read it, and he didn't. He was covered, so there wasn't, like, an opportunity for a real power move either from the angle he took. I was like, well, you needed that one. And then, like, as soon as Trocek shot that puck on the shorthanded side that didn't go in, I was like, that's it. Going to lose this game. Yeah, absolutely had to have that goal. And then that was uh, pretty aggressively affirmed, what, a minute later when the Lightning scored? Yeah. So, good goal, too. Nothing on earth Ned's going to do about it. Um, You could tell, too, what was – it kind of sucks, but it's also, like, pretty comforting about this game. And I wonder if you'll agree. So, game one, you probably should have won. Right, I think in like they say this a lot around here, but like you were probably the better team. Game two was a little coin flip. Ned has the one goal. It is what it is, right? Yeah. So game three, you win. Game four again. I the penalties are what they are. I think I think if Ned starts, you probably win that game. I think if the NHL officiating wasn't drunk. You probably win that game. I don't know if you'd say you were the better team, but there's like a clear like you were in that game, you know? You were in that game. And never you had an okay first half of the first period where you were kinda of buzzing. But you were you were never really in this game. They came down here like this game is the most telling to me about what what we need moving forward. This is the first game where I left. I was like, wow, they're they're actually they're only slightly better than us, but they're slightly better than us everywhere. And that's a real issue. So as it turns out I was less prepared for this conversation than I thought I would be. Uh really? Yeah. I don't first know, game back to me. First off, Ned. I've seen a lot of like 
you know, Carolina needs that guy in goal. You know, they need uh, fucking Vasilevsky. They got to get out there. If you, I don't think you need to give them the reins and Cam Ward it and just never take them away. But that is absolutely your horse next year. And if you watched any, any of this Tampa series, and your thought was, well, the Canes won't be legit until they have goaltending, you're a troll or an idiot. Or or, or you just haven't updated your Kane story from 2019. He was awesome. <laughs> he was fine. Like, let's be fair, too. I think he, you could be both awesome, and he's not as good as Vassie. No, well, he's also, Vassie's got like 10 years on him. <laughs> like, that's not even fair, but... I, I just think, to me, the Ned stuff has got to be put to bed. If you look at this year, he's clearly your starter. I would try to bring Ryan. And I don't want to get too much into what he do next year. But to me, yeah. for the first time in a really, really long time, I feel like that, like, like 1G, your goalie, check. Like, check. Go ahead and pencil that kid in. I don't know. It'll be interesting, and what, what I it'll be interesting to see how many games he gets next year. But this net stuff must be put to bed. Like you can't. Like it's funny. There's like two classic Hurricanes fandom like failings. They love first round draft picks, regardless of what the actual production is, and they have no concept of goaltending. Like their view on goaltending is purely wins and loss based. Here's the interesting part about Ned is Ned is the only like regular player, someone who actually draws in the lineup, uh, who makes almost league minimums. Um, well, Ned's an RFA. Makes, you're gonna have to pay him. Oh, well, way we're gonna have to pay him. But this year, like steal of steal for the amount of work he put in for us to pay him less than a million dollars. Oh, great! Yeah. Appreciate it. You know, I hadn't thought of that. Ned is almost certainly our best value contract. Yep. By a lot. Like, geeky makes yeah, more than him. I'm tired of that stuff. Uh, next, I want to touch on the wave. I'm not a wave guy. I've never been a wave guy. Wave was happening during the game. I think this kind of added, or really, this was like, this ruffled people's feathers. And then we're going to touch on something later. And I think, like, the wave kind of triggered the, like, like the vitriol and the, and the takes. I, I think I'm actually completely fine talking about that now. No. I, like, so the wave shouldn't have been done. I think that is just – I mean, we talked about last night, and you're like, nervous fans spend their energy. But, like, I – first of all, I don't like the wave in general as well. But it, it was definitely not the time to do it in an elimination game when you were – Shut well, out. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't be doing the wave. Right? Um, like, I get that. The Like, I don't know. People used to scare our face about the Storm Squad. They're like, oh, cheerleaders, you guys are fucking idiots. And now everybody has them. Like, fuck off. And I'm not I saying mean, the fucking wave is going to catch on or anything like that. But, like, you know, when the NHL is like, oh, how do we grow the game? I know shit on the non-traditional markets at every single fucking pass you get see how that goes. The the only thing that I didn't realize that anyone had talked shit about us saluting them at the end of the game until maybe two hours ago. I read the city. I want to touch on that later. And I want to touch on that later. What I I didn't wave. 
right? Um, but people who did wave, like, who the fuck cares, man? Like, who the fuck cares, right? Like, here we are in a goddamn pandemic, right? You're paying all this money to get into games. Because of the capacity, you're, you, you're, either you bought it secondhand for a huge markup or you're a season ticket holder, right? You've got this loaded fucking team burning down in front of you. You're fucking, you are stoned as shit. And you know what? You fucking do the wave. Who cares? Like, get the fuck out of here. To be fair, I was more messed up at that game than I've been at a game almost all season. Maybe the fourth couple, I was that messed up. But it's been a while. Just, yeah, I'm over the wave thing. This very, very much annoys me. So, and I, this term gets used so much, and I fucking hate it. And this came up. I read this in a Forbes article, and Alex Campbell actually said this. If you watch this Canes game or this season, and then you ended the season, you're like, well, I don't know if the Canes have the mental toughness. What are you saying? Like, you, did you Alex Campbell wanna... really say that? He, he was like, where's the mental toughness? You got to get to these hearts. He's like, they don't want to get to the hard spots for goals. I think, like, again, honest problem is we don't finish. Like, we talked about that before the playoffs even started, and what do you know it cost us the playoffs? But the mental toughness is not the problem, though. I would also say, it like, doesn't we even apply. The... Oh, my God, that is actually irritating. Like, that is actually highly irritating. What happened is that this is disappointing. It should be disappointing. and But it's hard to put your finger on – how, what, and why. So we're just throwing out, you know, classic fucking sports radio bullshit lines. Fuck off on that. It's 2021. Mental toughness. Like, yeah, look at it this way. The Canes are not the Leafs. Canes' mental toughness is fine. Get the hell out of here. Like, ridiculous notion. Again, people don't, people don't want to spend enough time to really, like, so you're media, right? You don't like I'm not, It's your job to follow them, cover them. But if you don't have your finger on the pulse, like a lot of these guys do, and they might know people in the organization, they might have insider information, but I mean the pulse. You just say dumb shit. You say dumb shit like that, and it's, it's the, not acceptable. The weird part about that is how many times did you see Slavin or Pesci put their face in front of a I'm pretty sure Trocek has a broken bone. Times, yeah, I was about to and say, he's playing. how many We're times about has Trocek gone insane in the paint and then he got injured in the playoffs? And from everything I can see, he definitely should not have been playing no matter what, but he played. And he doesn't yeah. have a mental toughness? Are you kidding me? Just a bad take. Bogle what they want is they want... His fucking collarbone was destroyed. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Bad take. So that, that's, again, that's another one of these. You can be disappointed and be at a loss for words for what happened, Let's stop throwing around these fucking, again, old as shit, mental tough. Like, fuck off. That's stupid. Let's stop that. We need, that's something, if we want better sports reporting, that's something where you as a fan have to be like, no. It's just lazy. Like, what's really wrong here? Like, explain it to me. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be a lot. Uh, I was, I've been thinking about it a lot since, I, I think we were talking about, like, a Toronto reporter who brought up AFA or AAV. And... 
we were like, we, we can't let our sports reporters get like this because we are gaining more, like, beat writers for the team, which is amazing. But we can't allow them to do dumb shit like that. Like, we have to be able to call them out. Because there's, there's yeah, you, no way four years from now I want to hear anything about this. Yeah, that's just one of those things you roll your eyes at. So I just want to, you know, I actually like Alex Campbell a lot. Like no, Alex Campbell is one of my favorites. But, but that's a rough one. The other thing. This was a, a – so there's a shot at a couple guys – in the Kane's Corner podcast for not being being uh, playoff performers. I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to the past three episodes. So there's a shot at guys for not being playoff performers. And there's a I'm shot. I'm assuming Fetch and Dougie and who? Uh, they went after Nino. They went after Nino's Fetch. been injured. Trocek's been injured. I mean, it's not even necessarily that they're wrong, but the mental toughness, don't want to go get the hard goals, and the not playoff performers all kind of came up in that one batch. I just want, like to me, there, when you have, so there's, you have your like star players, right, who are just super fucking good, of which we have a lot. Get into depth scoring. There's like three different avenues that you can you you can get for a deaf player, right? You can get a guy who has all the chances in the world, uh, plays great defensively, will never finish. And that's just about being taxing. You get that, and occasionally we'll bury him because there's so many, right? You get guys that are real hot and cold, so you'll you'll have um, you'll have guys who. Well, oh, sorry. You have guys who, and I think this, I mean, this is Trocek, this is Nino to me. You'll have guys who, for a three week period, oh, holy shit, this is a robbery, you know? And then you'll have another three weeks where you're like, Jesus Christ. And it's the consistency that stops them from being like stars, not good players, not stars. And then you'll have very flawed players, like, um, what would be a good example? I actually think Phil Kessel is, is he's 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 a legit star, but you've got to build around him. He's like a weirdo. His game is weird. What he does is weird. Patrick Lane is another one. So those are like your three models, and a lot of our depth scoring to stop the 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 you know keep money, you know get these guys they're inconsistent. Nino's always been inconsistent. I don't think Trocek has always been inconsistent as a player, but I I know since his legs broke, that's been a thing. So that was all just kind of thrown together. I don't know. It's a ridiculous take. That that uh, honestly seems like a lazy take. Like they didn't know what they were going to say after we lost the series, so they just started throwing stuff out there. What is actually Trocek second in points on the team? Right, maybe in the and I get, maybe in, maybe in the regular season he wasn't in the postseason, but he got injured in Nashville. Like that's when he got his forced injury. Like, yeah. what are you expecting from the man? Yeah. And then he got injured again. Like, what do you? I don't understand what you're expecting from someone who isn't supposed to be walking, but is playing the toughest contact sport you can. Like, what are you talking uh, about? 
And then the last thing, I don't have anything else to add to that. If you don't, just be better. No, yeah, it's just upsetting. Right? It's just upsetting. So the last thing, and I don't want to fucking slob all over Sarah Sivian's knob. If you don't have an athletic subscription, you should get one. But I, I do. Let's, let's frame this. Let's frame this for for everybody. Brutal loss. You had much bigger aspirations than this. You played them really. It, it's very reminiscent of the Boston series, which when people were saying, I was like, no. And then we got here, and I was like, yeah. So you had this brutal loss. Now let's like, what's the context of this season? We're literally in the middle of COVID. We literally all came out of this together, right? I remember. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm assuming you're referring to Sivings right up after Game Five. No, no, I'm, I'm setting context here. Okay. So this season, COVID happens. One of the things too that people don't understand about sports, or they do understand, like it's just conveniently forgotten when they need it. But like, like I had a son this year, right? So here's his first season. What an exciting time. And there's um, thousands of stories. And you got married, right? Like, there's thousands yeah. of stories like that. And people, enter, you know, weave into their, their sports life. And then to, to go just a step further from this, even on, even on top of, of all that, it like, I remember game one against Nashville where everybody was in the building. It was fucking electric. We didn't get close, but it was everybody just coming out, you know, and just letting it fly. So, yeah, they lost. And, yeah, it's disappointing. And, yeah, suddenly a lot of questions need to be answered. But, like, as a fan base, we just clap. I know that I could be threatening to harass wife or <laughs> Mitch Marner's Instagram telling him I'm going to kill his dog. But that's just not how we roll here. Again, like non-traditional markets. I, I really feel like that's our culture. And I, this might be elitist of me, but, like, we have a superior culture compared to most teams. We really do. Like, our fan base is actually better at this than most people because we're not toxic about it. If I exactly. feel that Dougie Hamilton had a terrible game, I'm not going to stand outside the arena and tell Dougie that his mother should have swallowed him. Like, that's just not yeah. what I'm But, like, Dougie had a bad exactly. game. And he can move forward. It's, like you I, could be I'm upset with Jake Bean and not want to murder his dog. Exactly. I'm I'm supremely disappointed that we are no longer in the playoffs. Like I, it's very true. I'm a grown man who got emotionally upset about it. At the end of the day, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, yes, but I'm not mad. I'm not calling for anyone's jobs. Like you can even do those things. It just it just doesn't like. There's just a different connection here. And when people were being shitty about it. And one of the things that makes Sivian really unique you, is A, she's... Okay, so are you talking about people coming after us because we stood up and clapped because we saluted our team? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we've done this numerous times. Like, this is something Carolina has done. So why are they acting surprised? Which is the first thing when I, when I read her write-up and I saw that someone was talking shit, I was like, this is it's like a known quantity. We've done this since like oh two. Like, what are you talking about? What it is, plain and simple, is it's a college thing. And this is a college town. That, you know, we're literally surrounded by them. And one of the things that makes Sivian 
a unique writer, I guess a couple things, but she's very young. And when she was at Penn State, she wrote about Penn State hockey. And this, I think they were still a club team where they were trying – I think they might have just – I think – I don't remember. They might not even have been a club team. They might have been – they had just been added to the NCAA. But I remember she wrote – she was like, oh, look, the Canes have a, an athletic writer because I had it for baseball reasons. Okay. And I read it. And I was like, okay, this is fine. This is good. Then I went and, like, Googled her, and I found some of her Penn State stuff. Also, noted Kanye West enthusiast, which I appreciate. Um, but, like, her being A, young, B, like, front, like, she's a Boston, you know, gal, right? So she knows what the hell she's talking about. And having the college connection, she understood, like, what was happening here. Right? There's a reason Gardner wanted to sign him for less money. Montreal offered him $6 million a year. Because we're not going to spit on his wife at the grocery store. And you know what? It's, it's fine and dandy to, to laugh at that and do whatever. But, you know, there's a reason that those markets. Isn't it incredible that's, that Marner that's and what gets me about make that much Dougie, money? Actually, that's exactly what gets me about Dougie. Is Dougie was, like, actually harassed in Boston and in Calgary. In both places, that man was treated like absolute trash. Dougie Hamilton could have legitimately, like, cost, like, seven goals, and we want to be going out here trying to attack Dougie Hamilton. I mean, I I would be very upset. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm not going to go and try to attack the man. And and to me, so, again, good on her. To to me, what it reveals, and it kind of goes back to a lot of the the other writings and beat writers and stuff like that, Simeon is obviously not a Canes fan, but she, like, gets it, like the sports thing. She's got her, her thumb on the pulse of it. She understands. You can tell she's in the building. You can tell she wants to be in the building. And, good on, again, just kind of good on her. Just fuck off. Like, to me, well, what non-traditional market, this, that. I, when people bitch, like, oh, I want more national coverage, fuck them. They don't understand what's going on here. They have no idea. They have no idea. The only reason you would ever want national media is because we weren't getting a lot of grade A press down here. Now you have Sibian. So I don't actually fashion the goddamn thing from them. That's really it. That's the end of my rant. Very annoyed. So I hadn't hadn't read any post games or listened to any post games on any type of post games because I wasn't planning to. I was planning to take a break from hockey. Give it a couple days and I'll dive right back in. But I was I was not looking forward to hearing the breakdown of the game, and then you texted me the what you wanted to talk about for the podcast and said Sibian a stud, and that's just not something we do. <laughs> so I was like, well, what did she write in this write up? So I went and I read the write up, and it was just, I, for the record, haven't even read her write up. It was just her telling people to piss off on Twitter. Oh. No, her write up. She like straight up. Well, I'll just I'll read you just one sentence that I found amazing. Um, I will put this kindly as my Bostonian ass possibly can. Please shut up. I also uh, leave you with this, bro. She's a fucking. From the first round of the playoffs in the PNC, I always knew what this was gonna be. Like, she literally was just like, "Go fuck yourself. You have no idea what this fan base is. Get out of here." She's such a fucking. like, Buford over. Not, it's gonna be, we're going to lose her one day. It's going to suck. 
she's really not a Hurricanes fan. She's not. I mean, I'm sure she enjoys the team. She enjoys the fan base and whatnot, but, like, she is not a Hurricanes fan. Yeah. She, But she's defending this team, which everyone should be thankful for because she's, I mean, excluding people who work for the team, she's the only one who I've seen defend us over some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm so, sorry I saluted my team. The hell's wrong exactly, with that? Exactly. You don't want every market to be Boston and Toronto, you know? No. Because you wouldn't have any fucking players left in the game. Yeah. You wouldn't. It, it, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. You know, literally what happened is, so I was up until like 6 in the morning last night. And I was on Twitter falling asleep and I started to see all the chicanery. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Then I woke up and I was driving to work and I fucking, I started listening to the Kane's Corner. And I was like, what? So then there's a Forbes breakdown. There's a couple of... Luke Cock doesn't think he said that he believes who was it? It was McGinn, Fogle, Dougie, and Martin have all played their last games since Canes. He thinks they're all gone. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. So, um I read a little bit into that. Uh I I, I don't we'll touch on it later on all those guys, but that's for the angry on it. You could be again, you can be upset. Like you had to be better than this. This is the last year, and you, you kind of didn't. You're, you're already at it. Like you're out of tokens on the. Well, they're so young, right? I and actually that, would disagree with that. I mean, well, first of all, half of our regular lineup is is not under contract. That is an actual problem. But like, we are still an incredibly young team. Like, you know who the oldest person on our team is? It's about the reps, though. I don't, the it's, oldest person but, on our team is Reimer, followed by Stahl. Yeah, but, like, they're both, like, Reimer's 33, which, don't get me wrong, is not young, but in, like, the eyes of hockey, isn't really all that terribly old either, especially for a goalie. And then Jordan's 31. Like, that is not old. And then Terravine in 26. Nita Ryder, 28. That's kind of getting up there, but that's not my point. Warren Fogel, 25. Sebastian Ajo, 23. Like these are young players. What are you talking about? Yeah, but your window, your window is going to be that you can't keep the band together forever. Yeah, that's not untrue. I mean, clearly, again, half of our skaters will. Yeah. We, we don't have under contract. Next, but I would also say, like, next half year of we skate, play. Like, go ahead. No, I was going to go into free agent stuff, but that's not for this pod. So. Next year, if we get to round two and play a Tampa, a Boston, you know, a Penguins, an Isle. An Isle. We lose in five. It's, t- it's time to stop asking for change is all I'm saying. This is the last year that you get to like, well, you know, the kids, they're just real young. So enjoy it. I mean, I'm still optimistic. I I don't think – like, I, I'm not expecting us to be a bottom 32 team next year. Like, I don't think Seattle will will be above us. I don't think uh, – I shouldn't say Seattle. I don't know what France is going to do yet. But, like, I don't think Detroit's going to be above us. I don't think Winnipeg's going to – Let me ask you, because no. you're kind of getting into where I want to go. So, on a scale from 1 to 10, how happy are you with the results of this season? 
and a 7.9. Okay. I'm not unhappy. Like, I, I'm happy we won division. I don't think we should make a huge deal out of it. Like, I think we should put a banner up, yeah, but I don't think there should be a banner or ceremony. Like, I think fourth game of the season is just up. Okay, cool. Um, but, I, like, we did do that. I think, like, it's, it's like, what do you want from us? We wouldn't get to Way higher. Way higher than I thought it was going to be. We win against Tampa. What do you want from us? To beat like, Tampa. I mean, yeah, of course, that's what I want. But at the I end of the day, more than one game. They, they, we were there. Like, we had many opportunities. You know what the fucking problem is? We can't goddamn finish. Yeah, so we should retool that. And we should learn how to fucking finish. Maybe we should not break Vinny Trocek again. And maybe we should stop relying on some of these people that we've been relying on to do not generate points. But that's all for another pod. Like I am not, I'm not disappointed yeah. in the season. I'm happy with the results. I'd I give like, a four and a half for a five. I, I, I can't. I, I think part of that does have a lot to do with we were just not good for so long. Like not being in the playoffs for a decade puts a lot of things in perspective, man. Puts a lot of things. In perspective. Yeah, but now you're more or less capped out, depending on how the Dougie thing goes, and uh, and you're ruthless. Like the times they are changing. I'm aware, and I listen. I had expectations for this season. I did, which is what made this worse for me. Like if I didn't have expectations, if this was 2018 or 2019, and we got eliminated in the second round against the defending champions, I'd be like, oh well, shit. Oh well, we got lucky. What do you mean? No, I am actually upset. We we lost, and I have notes and I have criticisms, but but you didn't none of like this stuff I have here. That to me is why it's not like. Like I would disagree. Well, I, first of all, this, lost. this this season's so hard because we we only got to see divisional play, so we don't really know how good we are compared to the Isles or the Capitals. I don't. Or I actually don't care Adels about any of that because we know we're not a good camp. So, get, and, and ultimately, we didn't hang. I would right? say we're better than we're better than we looked against Tampa in the playoffs. Like, we just want healthy, which I realize is part of the playoffs. You have to be able to not be healthy and still win games. But, like, we're not terrible. We're not that mismatched. I'm not saying we're not terrible. I'm just saying you're capped out and you lost them in five after losing a ball. Like, you just didn't take a step forward. One Sebastian Al who agrees with me, by the way. Um, so does so, Rod, but. I, yeah. You didn't. Uh, uh, that's interesting. I'm still overall happy. Like I'm, we made it to the second round of the playoffs, which is not something we can historically say. I, I, I can't not be happy with that. I, I again disappointed. Would have liked us to go a lot farther. Would have liked us to hang up banners at the beginning of next season as world champions. But it didn't happen, and it, it's upsetting. But I'm not going to be like pissed off and we need to tear everything down. Like it's a seven point nine. Uh, you... I'm still very happy with our season. You need a Matthew McConaughey meme right now. You got to pump those expectations up, bro. This isn't fucking Pee Wee anymore. I don't know. We can agree to disagree on that. Uh, favorite game of the year? Um, I still think it's it's when Peter came back and posted that shutout after his injury. That was that was a really good game for me. I bought a New Jersey that night. Like I had a lot of fun at that game. Um, it was a good game. I don't ever want to do. I don't want to do favorite games of the games of the year. I realize that's what you wanted to do. 
I kind of like the idea of favorite moments, like a couple of your favorite moments from the year. Um, so for me, my like the first game against Nashville, Trocek had this goal. I think it was Rene and goal, and he was glove side, and he just sniped him off the rush. And I was like, oh, like, I I don't watch a ton of NHL hockey outside of the Canes, but I've always had a soft spot for the Panthers. And I was like, oh, we got – I had no I think soft he had like 78 spot. points in a season. I was like, oh, we're getting like Vinny Trocek. Like Vincent is gone. We're getting fucking slicked back. Helmetless fucking Vinny, Vinny out here, you know. So part of my great therapy sessions last night was I was trying to go to sleep and I put on the Dangle podcast because I figured I'd be able to fall asleep to it. And like halfway through the podcast, they they bring up a topic of like, so what does it mean if uh, Carolina loses game five? And I mean, they shouldn't have, but they literally just slobbed my knob as I was trying to go to sleep. It was amazing. Like, yeah, you, you know about this Chocheck deal? It's probably the best deal that was made last year. No one's talking about it. Oh, they have this young core. Everything will be fine. Have you seen Rod Brindamore? He's amazing. Like, I literally fell asleep to my team being praised by Toronto fans. It was incredible. You know what was good about uh, the the Trocek trade, too? That it is a fleecing of epic proportions. Epic proportions. That also, it's probably not even the best trade he's made since being a Kane. Or Waddell, since, since working for the Canes. Like, people forget the Victor Rosk for Nina Ryder trade. Like, that dude just, people are going to stop trading with him. They're going to be like, nope. No, everyone should trade with him a lot more. What are you talking about? The, Let's uh, see what he can get us. What are you talking about? These games were both against Tampa. But the the first game against Tampa, and I think it was Slavin, Karavainen, Martin might have been on COVID protocol. You're down a bunch of guys, and uh, and then Jordan fucking busts out the Prego, and uh, and it's fucking Natchez who buries it for the overtime winner. That was a good game, just because it didn't it didn't even matter that it was the Lightning, and that game it was just like wow, we really won that COVID game. I mean, there, there was a lot of moments this year. I just really, I, first of all, I really liked the first game back in the building. Like that, yeah. that was a really cool experience. I'll never forget those COVID games. Like that, it was it was just a lot of fun to be at those games. You could really control the building, like you could, you could turn the crowd around really fast as like a section, which is not something you could normally do. You, when when I yelled things at players and or referees, I know for a fact that those players referees told me, because there was only like two thousand people in the building and there was no noise. So when I told Russ McCauley that his wife's cobbler tasted like ass. He knew that I thought his wife's cobbler tasted like ass. I enjoyed myself. It was fun, the COVID games. You could, in a TV timeout, piss and grab a beer and be back in your seat before. And let him be fast about it. Like, you just strolled to the bathroom, strolled, bought your two beers, strolled back to your seat. You still got, like, a good 30 seconds before puck drop. So you want to go around the NHL? Yeah, sure. Oh wait! Actually, before we do that, no, I wanna I wanna talk about the uh, the handshake line because I had no idea that like a ton of stuff happened at handshake line. So in the building, 
I only saw one thing, which was uh, McElhaney uh, shook hands and then skated over to the bench and hugged Don Riddell. Like, literally gave him, like, a bro hug. And, oh, my God, when I saw that. Um, but then there was also Raw talking to Vascal- Vaz, Vazzy. Uh, calling, awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I can't say it. I don't know what you want from me. But I don't, I don't know how, how I feel about our head coach going to the guy who just shut us out. He's the best goal I've ever seen. Rod, calm down. His ego's high enough, but class act there. And apparently, Interesting. Um, briefly on that, in the post game, he was like, you know, Dominic Hoshik made it look hard, but he made every save, and Vasilevsky makes it look easy. Does that mean that Rod thought that Hoshik was the best goalie of all time? Hoshik still a him until very so recently. Up until very recently, yeah. apparently. Um, Interesting. Also, apparently Ned and uh, Vazzy had a, had a good talk, which I didn't know uh, until today. It was just a lot of – Jordan had a talk with someone. I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Hedman. Um, like, there was just a lot of good talks between those players, which which really shows the respect there. Uh, so as much as I'm disappointed, like at the same – I mean, if the players can show respect, they'll show respect. It is what it is. Also, still fuck Tampa. 100% still fuck Tampa. But whatever. I'll show some respect here and there. The only the only thing I that re- I really didn't like about them, it really wasn't them, because it was a tight series, and I get it. Um, But that Palat hit on Pesci, but I'm pretty oh, sure that it was a concussion. He didn't get did. suspended for that. You, you, you can't. That's fucking Bush League, bro. You know, yeah, the like, league definitely should have suspended him for that, or at least a fine. Like you have to do something there. Again, the, it, it, it all circles back to the NHL has no idea what it wants to do, so they're like, "Oh, we care about player safety." If I'm in charge of player safety, the heat of the moment stuff is obviously bad, but that happens. The stuff that I want to do away with is you're up two zero with four minutes left in the game, and you decide to fuck up Brett Pesci. Yeah, that's like yeah. You literally took away his off season because if he has a concussion, he can't do anything for the off season. What is he gonna go run around? He can't skate. Like, what it, do you? It could be minor too. You gotta hope it's minor. To be fair, there's been a lot of speculation, not a lot of reporting lately. I mean, that's the same about Trocheck. Nothing's actually been reported yet because they haven't released yeah, anything yet. Uh, but from what we know, Trocheck is like a cripple. You, you, if he was, uh, if you were one percent confident he was concussed, you don't play him. There's no reason to. It's one of your horses, you know. He didn't. So. He never came back. He took that hit and never came back. So I'm thinking, by the way, what I would like to do, and I guess people on Twitter could could tell us, my plan would be we'll do – I want to do the forward groups in a podcast, the D, and then the goal. Well, I assumed we would just come up with a bunch of different topics, Um for the offseason, we got four months to fill here. So, well, I don't, you know, to be honest, like once, once, uh, like I would do one of these a week, and then once the season's over, unless there's something Canes related, I don't, you know, see you around there, Space Cowboy. So, I mean, there's gonna be, so we we're gonna have to do one around the, oh wow, um, we're gonna have to do one around the. Kraken, we're going to have to do one around the actual draft, you know. Well, that'll happen anyway. That's what I'm saying. There will be Kane's news after the expansion draft because you're going to lose somebody. There's going to be Kane's news. Uh, yeah, but I still want to talk about, like, contracts going into the next season, what actually needs to be 
But I ask you that when you talk about the forwards group. Like, you'll talk about the forwards group, who's a UFA, who's an RFA, who's staying, what do you need to do. You know what? Never mind. Trust me. So let's just go around the NHL. Okay. So right now, the New York Islanders lead 4-1 with just under four minutes left in the second period. They lead the series 3-2 in the college. I'm on the aisle bandwagon. I'll play the lightning tight. Yeah, the Coliseum seems pretty electric at the moment, which makes a lot of sense. And then we can go to uh, Vegas uh, up in the Series 3-2 against Colorado. They play again tomorrow night. Stone is one of the most underrated players in the league, which is not a, a hot take. Stone should win the Selkie. Because Nathan McKinnon was literally Mario Lemieux. And now they've got them on fucking milk cartons. Okay. Um, that guy's yeah, so that, I mean, Did you see that goal from last night? I did not. I, I oh, man. Just sniped him. Um, Just sniped and him. And then, obviously, Tampa and uh, Montreal are both waiting for the uh, semifinals. Yeah, so... There, I was trying to think. There was something I wanted to talk to you about, but I I don't remember what it was. Let's try. We have show notes. One. So we have show notes. Well, I sent notes. You didn't. So I I have the notes in front of me. I combined right. your notes with my notes, and we hit every subject. So we'll uh we'll circle back to this. We can once the conference final are uh, are official. We can uh, we'll talk about the forwards because that's going to be a. There's a lot I want to talk about on that. B. That will be easier because there's no huge UFA there, you know. Um. So what uh what is what day do you want to shoot for? I don't care. We'll figure it out. Okay. You have nothing else then. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss. Who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.